So what's your craziest story? About, about that? About anything. Your craziest story about life. Your life. I don't know. I mean, probably too many to say on camera. Did you almost die one night? Um, yeah. What happened? Drugs? What type of drugs did you do? Well, you know, um, there was... What type of drugs have you done in your life, man? Mm. Incriminate yourself. <laughs> I don't know. On camera. What type of drugs have you done? Uh, is, is this like, um, let's see here. Is this some kind of initiation into the Illuminati or something? I wish. Where you've got to like... You know, confess like all these bad things. Who's you've smoking done. the weed? Me and or then, you? And then, uh, you know, later on in life, they'll be like, "Now listen, if you try to expose us, no, we're that's gonna, Scientology. We're blackmail you and expose all this. That's Scientology. Anyways, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. You have to like make your like sex confessions or, oh, you know, crime or whatever. Definitely not done. doing the sex I confessions mean, right now unless you really want and to. And it's supposed to build trust, but at the end of the day, it also is like a way for people to hold power over over you and like they can blackmail you as you become into a position of power or what so you do want to talk about the drugs that you and i really don't, don't no okay not really <laughs> so what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you and you almost died but what wasn't involving drugs i mean i i like did you ever get like hoisted off a roller coaster and dangled by one leg upside down on a roller coaster i mean i remember as a kid i mean you know going to wave country and almost drowning in the waves and i mean i remember you know there's been a couple of car accidents i mean one where i flipped my car six times did you go to the hospital uh, i did not i was stupid i crashed and flipped it, the car and, and and so i was you know unconscious and then i i came to with somebody knocking are you are you wow. anybody in there hello are you okay and I was like, I'll be out in a minute. So what do you think of Elon Musk? I mean, he's pretty rich, isn't he? <laughs> he's definitely rich. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, when I was in law school, I, I got a, you know. Is he was rich? It, I think he is, yeah. I think he is. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go to space. Would you, can, would you take the commercial flight to space? Yeah, I probably would, you know. I mean, if things, you know, go south with, you know the you know things in my life i mean i i might even take a one-way ticket you know who knows you would take the commercial flight say they offered you a trip next month would you do it to space no i wouldn't not right now my, i mean just because i got my kids and i you know i want to try and be there for them i mean probably after you die you'll be able to go to space anyway somehow some form yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, so, if there was a tragedy, you know, and my, my, it was a different reality and I wasn't married and didn't have kids, I mean, you know, the kind of person, adventurer that I am, I mean, I, I'd very much be willing to even make that one-way ticket to Mars and be, you know, trying to help establish a colony there, right. knowing that I wouldn't be able to return. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't know if I would go to Mars to not return, but I would definitely, I mean, I would probably take the trip to space right now just to be like, hey, I'm the first person to have da-da-da-da-da. I would find a, like, a way to be the first person to have done first something. First mullet in space. The first mullet in space. I would have found something like that. I, so I would definitely do it now because I'm in hyper brand building mode, but if I was like, you know, married with two or three kids and stuff, I think I would still do it. I'd love it if we could actually just set up, you know, some more places on the moon 
that's probably a little more doable seeing as it's, you know, what, takes like three days to get there. So that's not too terribly bad. So you think that the reason that Bezos and they're having that many space races so they can actually colonize it. They're, they're going to be the first. Whoever establishes the most dominance is going to end up colonizing Mars, the moon. Yeah, like I mean, Bezos, well, and, and I mean other. Th I mean, I think that they. I think that's where all this Bitcoin shit's coming from. They're pumping so they can establish the colonies, don't you? I mean, I think they that there's. To. I think that they. I think that they are a big believer in the long term. I think they're. I think they're space. I think they're science. You know, sci-fi nerds. I think that they are believers in the inevitability of the human race you know, suffering from, you know, self-destruction from our own, you know, nuclear or, or disease, you know, virus or whatever, you know, you know, ends the human race. I mean, getting off the... Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. It's fun, man. I would, I would totally love to get into that space more if I, if I absolutely could. I, you know, because there's so many things that they can do and there's going to be so much commercial tourism. I mean, the, the ability for them to go and mine an asteroid... So, uh, we shot the uh, Candy Colored Porsche music video last week. Tell them, tell them how we did it, man. Basically, we had reserved a place at the park to do a video shoot, had a couple of cars, had the girls, everything set up, and then a Parks and Recreation came and said we had to go. And, and so Mike, thinking on his feet, was like, all right, that's cool, we'll just go over to my neighborhood, we'll go to the cul-de-sac. You know, it was honestly, you know, low-key. At the, at the end of, of a cul-de-sac, everybody was at work. No cars were coming up. I mean, traffic. I mean, there was really nothing that interfered with anybody. We weren't playing loud music. The only way we generated music for the video was from a phone. So, as everybody knows, I mean, we didn't even have an auxiliary, you know, speaker hooked up to the phone. Nobody was yelling. Them. So, I mean, it was very quiet. The number of personnel, you know, including the models and, and, and Mike, I mean, was probably like six total. So, as a married guy, if those two strippers that were here last week said, hey, it's your time, we're about to bang the hell out of you, would you do it? No. Hell no. You wouldn't. Hell no. I get enough shit for the, you know, the ones that I don't bang already. Just for like, you know, being gone for, you know, or, or unavailable for a certain amount of time. I mean, and I was really wanting to establish a long-term professional relationship with them so I could just, you know, get what I need for entertainment purposes, video purposes. Because a lot of strippers and girls like that, to be perfectly honest, they don't want to be on camera. They have their private lives. Maybe they are married, you know, and so it's, it's hard to find, you know, you know, girls within, you know, 10, 12 hours, eight hours of a phone call, say, hey, we have a video shoot. Can you show up, you know, tomorrow at two? You know what I'm saying? So I was just trying to play it straight. And, but I will say that I was definitely very attracted to one. And, you know, I definitely fell in love with the stripper. I mean, I, I'll never not think about this girl. And it wasn't necessarily, you know, physical or sexual, you know, it was just more like, you know, her personality, her free spirit. I mean, I found her to be very inspiring, just like to live that way that with that like type of quality of life, just like a spur of the moment. And I don't know, you can only exist in pockets of that. You know, I, I feel like long term, it's not necessarily the best way to live. That's when you start running into all the 
the legal problems, you might end up in situations that you don't really want to. <laughs> but yeah, I know that song, In Love With The Stripper. I definitely listened to it over the last week, and... You know, it's. It, I don't see what the big problem is. Like, people want to control their people, but you're going to die anyway, so... You might as well live your life while you're alive, you know? If you want to marry a stripper, then... Go for it, you know? Why not? Absolutely. I mean, do as many things as you can. Enjoy. Try as many things as you can. And he, he, here's the thing that I learned, though. If you're going to marry a stripper, because I actually Googled this shit. I mean, I like Googled this shit. I read it on Reddit's, you know, hey, I really like this girl. She's a stripper. What's going on? You know, and it's sort of funny. But I learned that, yes, you can totally live your life with a, an adult entertainer. If it were impossible, adult entertainers wouldn't have significant others. So there's that. But it's just you, 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 if you're already a little bit uncomfortable with their profession and what they do, like you shouldn't expect them to stop. No, no, absolutely not. Right. And, and then even to ask them or like trying to, even worse, like, you know, if you really felt like you wanted to be with somebody, you could just get them pregnant and then say, hey, you're pregnant now. Why don't you stop? And then they go, but I'm not going to stop. And then you get the divorce, and now you have the stripper ex-wife who's fighting you in court over your kids. Well, yeah, it's and not... That, that, that happens. It sounds funny, and like it wouldn't happen, but this shit happens like every fucking day. Well, it does, and not just with strippers, with everyday life people, <laughs> you know? But I mean, it's... It's not good. I mean, you know, just be happy with what you're, you know, deciding, knowing what you're comfortable doing. If I'm already experiencing thoughts like, you know, I might want her not to be an adult entertainer or whatever, like, forget all that. That's just fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's just what you're comfortable with. So have you ever had sex with a stripper? Never. <laughs> How many lab dances have you gotten? Honestly, I mean... How many dollar dances in the bathroom? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I, I'd have to say that it's it's been so long. Oh, now we have to tell this story. I'm glad you get here. <laughs> so, for this video shoot, it was sort of like a last-minute thing because the director was not... He had to go out of town and stuff, so we were stuck with a lot of the details. Or I was, and I reached out to Ryan. He's like, yeah, man, we'll get the girls, man. We're just going to go to the strip club, you know, and get them. I'm like, okay. And I guess I was dealing with a lot of... Sh I don't know. Anyways, I took these new edibles. Oh, those were fine. I was fine that night. They were just a little strong. And I took them... Way and, strong. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he was like, you know... He was hanging out with the band, the Cage the Elephant guy. And uh, y'all were partying down, fucking grilling out. And I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, we ended up having to grill out. He, and it was, it was at 12 p.m. was the thing. Mike was ready to go to bed. He was hanging that the, the crazy rock and roller came over to your house and then held you up. Yeah, I was smoking joints, drinking beers. To another rock and roller's house, you know. So he was out courting the whole neighborhood. We were out supposed to be working anyways. He doesn't get over to my place till 12 a.m. Or 2 or something. It was 12. And I was like, okay, 12, 1230. He was supposed to come out, but... Anyways, and to stay up or what? I don't know. I mean, I was just eating these little candies, these uh, candies, these edibles. And um, we went down there and we, we didn't know. But, you know, we get out the we get out of the car or whatever. And he's like, you know, we need to we need to turn around. I'm like, what's going on? And you know, we looked up and there, you know, they had a, you know, a sign posted that it was mail review night. So unless me and Mike were planning to get up and, you know, try and showcase our talent, 
uh, you know, that may not have been the best place to recruit. So, you know, we fucking did some shit and then we talked to a stripper for a while and didn't end up working with her. We had to go, man. I was fucking tweaking and geeking the fuck out in there. And I mean, I think I paid $12 for a little tiny Gatorade. Oh, wow. Which is cheaper than the Kanye West hot dog, which I think was $40 at his album release party. Wow. Did you see that? I did not see that. You got to see this, dude. The prices at the, I think he did it at the Giant Stadium. He did an album release. This is the one, okay. And then it was supposed to come out Friday. And, you know, typical Mike Woods kind of thing right here. Uh, Kanye, I guess, has decided to stay. He hasn't left Giant Stadium yet. And they brought in a whole bunch of recording equipment and step planes wow. for him to sleep. So he's going to go ahead and make some changes <laughs> and, uh, and then finish up the album and then it'll come out. But Wow. So maybe he got some feedback from the, from the you know, live. Dude, it's scary making records, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, when it comes down to you... And you do things as big as him, you know, in promotion and marketing as well as musically. Like, there's a lot to it, man. And he's working with the greatest, you know, musicians, producers, songwriters, engineers in the world. And he's still making those, you know, last minute changes. And, you know, it's he's got like a Jay-Z collaboration on this album, doesn't he? And that's exciting because he hadn't done that in a while. There's been a lot of talk about him having... You know some some tension between the two of them and so that's I'm, I'm kind of excited about that honestly did his album still not come out no still hasn't come out i mean unless it's out like right now and like oh i haven't God. checked in like the last day you know or something but i mean that's yeah did malcolm tell you that i had him bounce down like each fucking tweak that he made on a snare if he would lower at one db i would be like now bounce that so i had you know, it was like 16, 17, or 24 different fucking that's, stereo I mean, that's, that's That's what's cool about you, too, because you're very particular. And I still don't. I had it mastered by Mike Bozy. He's a guy at Bernie Grumman. He does, like, all the new Skrillex, all the new Sway Lee, Doja Cat. He's one of the greatest in the world, and I got it back. And I didn't, I was just like, man, this, like, I just asked for a revision yesterday. And I'm like, can we do this? Can we do this? Dude, and it gets maniacal, and it gets to a point where, like, exactly like with this podcast and stuff, you just got to do it and then move on. You do, you do. I mean, it's, 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 it's like never that with any out. kind of, you know, artistic expression. You know, people are going to work on a painting, they're going to work on music, and, and people that are really creative and, you know, part of it is, I mean, you just keep going and going and going and going and going, and you could do that, you could just keep going forever. And, and part of it, for people that are like that, you have to find a way to, to stop and be satisfied and move on, because... You may never get that full satisfaction. Right. You know what's crazy is I don't think I've ever liked any song that I've ever made. Ever. Except maybe the ones that I've been a part of. Like, because here's the thing. <clears throat> there are some amazing musicians and songwriters and producers out there. And it's just like, damn, sometimes they just come in and do such an amazing job. So, like, the chorus that I just played you on... I mean, you know, I'm still not 100% on that. And then the first, there are parts of every song that I think that I could either do better on or completely rewrite, or I think the song could change completely. 
Because, see, but when you start changing those sections, then you might as well just write a fucking different song, and then you're going to start doing the same thing to that song. Well, let me ask you, you know this. Because, I mean, I mean you're, Mike is, you know, also an artist. He's a songwriter, but he's also, you know, engineer and producer. And, you know, so he's, he understands the equipment behind, you know, the recording process really well. So when you have, you know, essentially been a part of writing and, and producing your own music versus somebody else coming in and helping do that process, did that help take away some of the, the, the doing over and over and over and over again? Like when you had an A&R or you had a producer who was able to kind of give you that feedback, did it help or did it hurt? Yeah, I mean, there's there's like very few types of people that, you know, I can get that information from and it's like, or that I trust because, well, it's see like, you know, like you just like use people as a gauge sort of like, you're just like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And if they're sort of saying the same types of things and it's usually like, oh, okay, but you know, at the same time, it's like, I feel like we live in a content driven, you know, place like on Instagram and maybe people are only going to listen to 25 minutes of uh, 25 seconds of what you're doing anyways. <laughs> they may not even hear that part of the song that you know you're tripping on or you're worried about or the snare and i think for kanye he's such a serious person that he's just like you know my legacy depends on this my life depends on this and it's tough and you know what right when you get to put it out is right when you start to experience it from from other people's perspectives it's well it's absolutely better to want to make something of quality and 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 you know Instead of the opposite and, and just, you know, putting out garbage, um, you know, but, you know, at some point there's got to be a, a overkill and, and you have to move on. Otherwise, you know, it'll be, you know, detrimental and, and, and things just won't be good. So it's a balancing act of doing that. But that's what that's the great thing about, you know, your comparison to Kanye. I mean, you, you two are the one and the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Kanye is probably my cousin. I, I would absolutely agree with that, honestly. No, no doubt. I mean, I'm serious. Mike is that creative. I mean, Kanye is that creative. See, and Being look, in the studio, you know, and... and I mean, look, doesn't man. he have a background kind of like, you know, work being more of a producer anyways? Oh, yeah. And that's just like you, and I mean, that's... Here's the thing about... We have these ideas, and we're so different, and people... I honestly believe Kanye is more passionate than I am, which is my point. Is like, I grew up in the suburbs. Yes, I grew up and we didn't have a lot of money when I was younger. And then I grew up in the suburbs where you kind of have to look and think like everybody else. Or a town, you know, you grow up in a town where everybody looks and acts the same. If you're different, man, you're fucked. And I always feel like that held me back. Like, my personality got shifted and shipped. And maybe that's just the way of the world. I'm not saying I'm a victim or complaining about this. Like, I realize that I'm going to die soon. Maybe not now, but sooner than later, anyone could die at any time. And it's like, if I don't go ahead and start actually doing this art and what I've done in my life and supposedly that I'm so good at, you know, if I don't do this now, then it's never going to fucking happen. And I feel like my art will never be good enough to release, ever. I do not want to release it, but I do, but it's like, it'll never be good. It'll never be good enough, like with the snare on this on this clap and this thing and this thing, and it doesn't look this way and it doesn't look this way, but it's like, you know what? Who cares, man? Like, accept yourself. And I think a lot of that comes from insecurity, and it's not just related to, like, Kanye or music. And I feel like, you know, I love what Gary V says, and he says, I don't... 
you know, he didn't say I don't like perfect, but he was just like, you know, perfect comes from insecurity. Done is better. Is Finish it. Is it done? What was your goal? Was, yeah. was it your goal to put that song on Spotify? Was it your goal to create that, you know, cryptocurrency, you know, stop, you know, bitching about it and just get it done? All right. Well, I think we got some good stuff. This is, uh, I'm going to do a more professional background. I'm moving this week, next week, and I'm going to turn this slower area into a podcast area, I think. But even if I don't, who cares? Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye.